when you see yourself, you gotta be yourself. It is Thursday evening in Brooklyn, New York. We had a beautiful day here, and it's gonna be a beautiful weekend, because it is, well, now the second best weekend of the year. I am Joel Walkowski. Thank you for joining us on the Props Drop at a different time than usual. It's a great weekend of football ahead of us. We got a lot of wagers in our future. I've been drinking coffee, trading stocks all day, but so excited to have this conversation with one of the best football minds in the business, the 52-yard man himself, Steve Clark. You know, every week I meet up with you to talk props in the NFL. I feel like I'm meeting up with you to reenact The Little Mermaid. You lost your voice, my friend. Oh, yeah. Okay. That one took me five seconds to understand, but I got it. Sorry, I've been making movie jokes all day. (laughs) One was okay, but good to see you. You too, man. I was just telling Sam that I started watching Australian Survivor because I miss Survivor so much. Let me know a hot season. I've been, I hear mention of it on the Reddit. Mm -hmm. you know, slide to the DMs with a best suggestion. But, you know, if there is a conversation, we're going to have to start the show that no one wants to hear. It's not going to be about Survivor because we had a little business between our two families, didn't we? Yeah, you took you took our guy. We took uh, Mr. Holmes. He's the director of college scouting at for the L.A. Rams. He's now the Detroit Lions general manager. Congrats. I mean, he seems, I know little to nothing. I know he's like 40 years old. I know that the last 10 years, the Rams have drafted defensively really well. Um, So I think he's kind of perfect for what the Lions need. Yeah. And the Lions, they're so silly. They always react to what should have been. And now they've finally hired a GM who would have drafted Aaron Donald. That's the, I mean, anyone who drafts Aaron Donald, I think you have to give some credit to. So the only thing that makes me nervous about this one is that in the first line of his bio, it says he drafted Jared Goff. So that scares me. He should not be as proud. But you know what? Of the options that year, he took the best quarterback. So maybe he's bragging about that, that he didn't take Carson Wentz. Yeah, he didn't take Carson Wentz. Jared Goff, he might be terrible, but he's never caused a kerfluffle in the media. When he messes up, he keeps his head down and he just mopes. So happy divisional weekend to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Is this still the best football weekend of the year? Do you think this wildcard weekend for me is my favorite other than week one. Week one is the all time best NFL weekend. And then it would go wildcard, I think. But this year, the Rams are in the divisional round. So maybe this is the best weekend. Yeah. And. You know, last weekend was amazing. Three games each day, plus you had the chaser of the national championship game. I had a tough weekend. I went back to the drawing board. I changed my approach. We're going to talk about it here. But what do you think? Let's get into the weekend, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, chronological order this weekend. Things kick off Saturday afternoon. I think it's a 4.35 start Mm -hmm. time. L.A. Rams at Green Bay Packers. Packers, they're favored by six and a half points. And what we do here is we go over our favorite player prop for a game. So I've got one for each team. Yep. So do you want to get us started here? Sure. And I'll start with the Rams. I think last week was very telling 
of how this Rams team is going to operate in the playoffs. It's the only way, the only way that the Rams can win is to run the ball and play good defense, which is so strange to say about a Rams team that two years ago was the best offense, like since best show on turf. Um, but McVay's a good coach. He's, he's adapting to his personnel. And with that being said, I'm going to take Cam Akers over 69 and a half rushing yards. I think they give him the ball a lot on Saturday. He touched the ball 30 times last week at 28 rushes. And the Packers rush defense is not great. They, they allow four and a half yards per carry bottom 10 in the league. And it has been announced Jared Goff is the starting quarterback, which I think helps Akers at least presents some sort of throwing threat. Um, but yeah, 69 and a half for a starting running back in a game that's going to feature a lot of running seems kind of low. And you got to love it because of the eye test here. I mean, yeah, makers, he's not someone who's plugged into a lineup. This is not a replacement level back. This is a guy who has his first cut ability that he showed in that Seahawks game last week was incredible. And let's talk about how the Rams looked in that game because the offensive line was incredible. That game didn't turn on Russell Wilson or John Wolford or Jared Goff. It was in the second quarter when the Rams were playing out front, the holes he was running behind were incredible. Mm -hmm. There was just a great synchronicity within that run game. I was blown away by it. Yeah. And it that, that's the thing about the Rams team though, is that almost everything needs to go our way. So this game could get out of hand pretty quickly, which would ruin this prop bet if they stop if they stop handing it off to Cam Akers. But, but yeah, last week our offensive line showed up, our defensive line really showed up, and I need that needs to happen again this week, or I think it's going to be a little bit of a blowout. Yeah, I was. Um, I don't know what your rituals are for watching the games in quarantine. I watch with Ethan, who is a former D1 college football player, and the love he has for on for Mr. Whit Andrew Whitworth, it, it cannot be contained. To see him like playing through injury, he looks about 55 years old. Yep. Like this Rams team, they're the sort of team that is so dangerous in the postseason because I'll bet against them once and then I'll just keep doing it. <laughs> I am terrified. I had the Packers money line tied with Alabama. So I'm thinking about hedging, especially since if you look at the handle, only 17% of the bets and 10% of the money are on the Rams spread. Wow. That's crazy. Yes. I guess because they got the, if they got that hook and they got up to seven points, I feel like that would start to shift a little bit. So what I did last week was I took the Seahawks money line, basically like we, we talked about a little bit, like an emotional hedge. Uh, so I lost a little money on that. This week, I'm going to do the same exact thing. I'm waiting for that Packers money line to drop down to like minus 300. Um, but yeah, I if I have to keep losing money every week for the Rams to make the Super Bowl, I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to feel bad about it. It's absolutely fine. I think everyone got annihilated. I think Vegas last Saturday had their day of the year in what's been like an amazing season for them. Yeah, for sure. All underdogs covering, giving us all sorts of trouble. So my prop for this game, and I think if you do want to like support the Rams here, I think it's a defensive touchdown plus 320. And, you know, the Packers have a great offensive line. 
but I think that there will be penetration with Donald and the other great linemen there, no matter what. And there's also, you know, him going there. There's the Rams have just been making plays every week. I watch them. They get a defensive touchdown. If they're going to succeed, it feels like a defensive touchdown is part of that recipe. So plus three twenty. this seems like the most valuable way to bet on the Rams this weekend. I love that. And yeah, it's that's kind of the thing where the Rams need to score on defense to win this game. That's what that's how I felt last week. They did, and then they won. And I definitely feel that way this week. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you could say the same thing about Russell Wilson. You don't expect him to throw too many errant passes. But I love DK Metcalf got so mad last week that Russ forced him the ball, essentially losing them the game. Love it. Yeah, and. You know, I, I do love that Jalen Ramsey is going around. He's exposing every overrated receiver. Yeah. So I think you're up this week, Devante. Um, yeah. So let's go snake style. I will do my Packers pick right here. And I like Aaron Jones receiving yards. Um, watching that Seattle game, it wasn't just an impressive performance from Los Angeles. I was really confused as someone with, a bet on Seattle with Seattle and parlays with Seattle and sweetheart parlays. I, I promised I wouldn't do it, but I did. <laughs> I, you, sometimes you place a bet right when you wake up and it's never going to win. Um, so I really noticed that Seattle didn't really attack them in the flat. Last week we mentioned a, a couple like unknowns, Mo Alley Cox, Freddie Swain. And of course they were involved in some big plays Saturday. Mo Alley was all over for the Colts passing game. And Freddie Swain was responsible for a pick six for yep. the Rams defense. Just completely whiffed on that block. <laughs> yeah. And somehow people are still blaming Russell Wilson. Like I watched him not watch the defensive back jump the route. Yeah. It was, well, yeah. It was very obvious what they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> they needed that defender to not be in the backfield when that ball was thrown. In oh, Seattle, that was great. And Seattle was so rattled by that. They didn't attack the flat the entire game, which going back to the previous weeks against Arizona, San Francisco, the Rams have an amazing defense, but linebacker is the worst unit of that defense. That's how to get to him. This is an Aaron Jones game for sure. Yeah, I can see that. What's the, you said receiving? Receiving yards over 25 and a half. Okay. And yeah. like, his weekly is like right around that point, but I feel like I saw something in the Seattle game and I feel like Rogers and LaFleur were texting about it during the game. Yeah. <laughs> I like that pick. Um, I'm going to go with different Aaron. Aaron Rodgers under 254 and a half passing yards. Uh, this Rams defense is unbelievable. Like this is the best defense I've ever seen the Rams have. And I know it's Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs, which is very scary. But the last time the Rams allowed a quarterback to throw for over 250 passing yards in a game was week seven. And it was Nick Foles because we were winning by 14 points. I don't think the Rams are going to be winning maybe ever in this game. It could be a big Aaron Jones game, like you said. Could be handing the ball off a lot. Um, and yeah, this Rams defense is just... I can't bet against them right now. And I, I would possibly look into like an MVS over Valdez Scantling or like a, a Tunyon over because I do think Devontae Adams will have trouble. And 
going back to Jalen Ramsey, doesn't it seem like this guy always shows up in January? During that Steelers-Jaguars game three years ago, he was all over that field. And like going back our entire lives, like there's always been a corner who's had that like felt as the best corner. Is Jalen Ramsey the best one? It's hard to say. Like Darrell Rivas during his prime, this is that's what Ramsey reminds me of right now, which is pretty crazy. He yeah, he's he's incredible. It's awesome to watch. The I hope that they just leave him on Devontae Adams the whole game. For some reason, DK had a few snaps, not against Jalen Ramsey last week. And he scored a touchdown on one of them. It's like, why would you ever not have Ramsey on the best best guy in the field? But yeah, I, he's incredible. It's like a it's a it's a game changer. Yeah, he is absolutely fantastic. And while we're here, can I just try and pull up the Devonte Adams like receiving over under? Let's yeah. just examine that because that might be a fun one for the people. So yeah, under 254 and a half yards when I think it's an Aaron Jones game. I like that. And you know what? Receiving wagers. Devontae Adams under 76.5 minus 118. Let's I like I that mean, too. I know we were gonna pick the best line from each of ours, but just looking at Devontae against Jalen. I know if you can't take anyone's over against Jalen. Yeah, and it's 76 and a half. Pretty no high. way. Yeah. Under. I like yeah. that better than either of the ones we prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Devontae Adams. I'm going to put some money on that one. <laughs> so, yeah, the Lions, they're rumored they're going to hire the defensive coordinator, Brandon Staley. And before we coach. Yeah, that, that's, that's the rumor. Damn. I hope not. I want him for another year. And, you know, before we move on to the other games, like, let's just tip our hats to the Rams. Like if this is the last time we talked to talk about them this year, them completely transforming the identity of the team in two years with no first round draft picks is an incredible feat. Like what a job done by that whole front office and McVay and just from a team building perspective. Yeah. And like the whole time McVay's been head coach, the one kind of defensive tree of coaches he's had trouble with has been the Vic Fangio tree. And so instead of just waiting around and constantly having trouble with that, he brought in someone that was under Vic Fangio in Brandon Staley. So yeah, front office is doing a great job with the coaches in particular. And, you know, Jalen Ramsey, you can't be mad at that. I know we don't have any first round picks again this year, but if we're getting this deep into the playoffs, we don't need one. Yeah. And you know, it, it's only onward and upward from here. I am terrified of the Rams here. Um, what do you think? If the Packers just win, I got like $300 coming my way. Do I maybe hedge with the Rams points here and try and have it both ways? Yeah, why not? I I personally think the Packers cover, but if we're expecting this game to be a low-scoring game and it spreads at six and a half... There's a chance they win by three or four. I, I'm i a fan of hedging, especially if there's a chance to double up. So I would go for it. And everyone was very impressed with the Packers last year before they played an NFC West team with a tough defense yep. and a good run game, and they got blown out of the building. So that scares me here. It's true. 
All right. So Saturday is awesome. Then we go to Buffalo, New York in the nightcap. And this is Ravens getting two and a half at the Buffalo Bills. I believe it's an over under of 50 here. What do you think, my friend? If I, I'm not sure about which side I would take. I think I would take the over. But then again, I liked the over last week in the Ravens Titans game, and that thing went way under. Um, I don't know if this Ravens defense is legit or like, I know they're good, but they really showed up last week. I'd probably take the over at 50 and a half. That's probably where I would go. Um, as far as props, I'm liking Lamar Jackson under 199 and a half passing yards. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, it's the playoffs, so you don't really know what's going to happen, but Lamar only threw for 200 yards five times this season. He does it very rarely. He never really needs to do it. The offense is a running offense between Dobbins, Edwards, and Lamar. They could probably run the ball for 250 this weekend, have Lamar throw for 150 and be fine. Um, and yeah, the Bills have a really good pass defense. I think they're top 10 in the NFL, but their rush defense is more of a middle of the road defense. So the Ravens will win on the ground if they win. So I, I, I like under for Lamar. And you said the key phrase there, Steve, Lamar Jackson can throw 150 yards and they'll be fine. These teams played last season in Buffalo's home field. The Ravens won. Lamar Jackson threw 150 yards. Exactly. Wow. Wow. Look at that. Look at me go. Yeah. So I love it there. I think actually the last time these teams played, the Ravens kind of dominated them through the air. Lamar, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and he didn't really run much whatsoever. So I think they're going to have it. You know, the honest will be on them to establish the run game early. It's going to be bad weather. So I love your pick and I'm going to compliment it with my pick here. J.K. Dobbins, over 57 and a half rushing yards, minus 115. Same logic you had with Akers, passes the eye test. He's become the most reliable non-Lamar weapon in this offense, and they yeah. kind of need to be playing in like second and five situations. So I think they're going to be feeding J.K. here. Yeah, I like that a lot. I had him last week, and he let me down. But he just didn't get that many touches. Last week was a weird game. That Ravens-Titans game was different than I expected by a lot. Uh, but yeah, I like that pick. And his number went down. His number last week, I think, was like 65, and now they have him at 57. So definitely want to jump on that number. Yeah, and this is going to be a snowy night in Buffalo. JK has those kind of physical dimensions where he'll be bouncing off people. He's going to get stronger as the game goes on. I actually... You talk about liking the over here. I looked at the handle report, 80% on the over here. Ooh, so, I don't I don't like it anymore, I don't think. Yeah, I'm considering taking a tease of the Ravens and then bringing the under to 56. Yeah. So that's what I like here. I like J.K. Dobbins, and I will we'll go snake style, given that I think the Ravens are going to run the ball quite a bit given that the Ravens have not a great pass defense, but a ball hawking pass defense. I like bills to throw the most team interceptions plus 155 simply because I think they'll be throwing the ball most. Interesting. I like that. I like that a lot. Here's the thing though. Lamar, when he throws the ball, 
is not an accurate quarterback. Josh Allen, I know it's weird to say, is pretty pretty a pretty accurate quarterback this year. Uh, but yeah, like you said, if Josh Allen throws the ball twice as many times as Lamar, twice as many chances to throw an interception. Yeah, and the game is just set up for the Bills to be throwing a ton, Baltimore not to be throwing so many. And I like Baltimore in this game simply because if we go through AFC history in particular, teams do better on their second timeout. Yep. Last year, the Ravens and Lamar, they had an early hiccup. The year before that, Pat Mahomes had an early hiccup. All the way back to Roethlisberger and the 15-1 and Steelers took him for a second time through. I think history repeats itself. I like the Ravens here. So um, enough of soliloquizing. What, what's your Bills prop? So Zach Moss is out. He got injured last week. He's out for the rest of the postseason. Um, so I'm kind of liking Devin Singletary in this game. And I'm going to take his receiving yards at 18 and a half oh, just because yeah. he'll be on the field a lot. Like he's already on the field, maybe 50% of the time per game, but he'll probably jump up to like a 70 or 80% snap share this week. Um, and the Ravens give up 40 yards in the air per game to running backs this season. They're not great against receiving backs. Singletary should, we'll see, get a couple targets, maybe a few targets. Vegas thinks he'll get at least three catches. The juice to get receptions over two and a half is minus 185 for Singletary. So yeah. if you like that, if you like him getting three catches, 18 and a half receiving yards is not hard to get. No, I love that. It's, and you know what? We're debating what the best pick is. I think that's it, my friend. I think he'll be featured in this this offense quite a bit. And I think that... Um, the Colts with Darius Leonard, they showed how to use a spy pretty effectively against Josh. And mm -hmm. that should actually open up the running game, the passing game for running backs in the flat. Yeah. Yeah. And just they brought in Devonta Freeman as their backup running back now. I don't think they're going to give him a ton of touches. I think it's going to be the Singletary show in, in Baltimore or yeah. in Buffalo. In Buffalo, in Baltimore, it's a one man show. That's all we need to know. <laughs> Devin's all alone back there. So yeah, I like that receiving yards. And if you like the show, smash that subscribe button. We work to give you analysis on the bets and props and wagers that no one else is paying attention to. A story is told in every single gambling line. And we at the Props Network, we reach out to tell you that story. So smash subscribe, go to our website. We've got amazing tools like live line comparisons, live future comparisons. They can change it to your conference, what state you're in, what books you use. So it's an amazing resource for gamblers. And we are here to make a better experience for you in the sports book or app or web, wherever you are playing. Why is my fiance calling when I am doing an ad read? That's not the time. She no. wants to advertise too. Oh yeah. She says, if you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Today. Yeah. She was really trying to get that in there. Absolutely. So let's move on to Sunday. You'll be riding high off a Rams upset win that will bankrupt me for the rest of the postseason. I'm sure that will happen. I would love that. I'm going to 305 in Kansas City. We have the Browns 10 point underdogs against the Kansas City Chiefs. It's a big spread. Very big spread. It's a big, big spread. And I. Yeah, I don't know which side to take on this one. I, I Honestly, I like the underdogs in every game besides the Rams game. 
because I'm a Rams fan and I'm like, I know that they will hurt me. But so, yeah, if I had to choose one, I might go Browns plus 10 here. They looked great last weekend. They looked great. And I'm leaning Browns here, too, because aren't the Browns kind of built to play the Kansas City Chiefs? They've got two good running backs. They have a passing game that's always running the clock. And their best defensive weapons are best wielded when you're trying to pass the ball. So, yeah, that's true. I do think that the Chiefs will score basically at will because the the Brown secondary is really, really bad and can't defend the pass. But I think that the Browns showed something that they can keep up even if the Chiefs score 40 points. The Browns could keep it close with their offense. Um, yeah, this is going to be a great game. This might be the game I'm most excited about because I am I have the least expectations of. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I do know one thing, though, and it's my first prop bet. Kareem Hunt is out for blood, baby. It's a revenge game. And I think the the Browns will feed him the ball. He was, for whatever reason, he's become kind of the goal line back. He gets a lot of touches, even though they have arguably the second or third best running back in the NFL and Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt is still very, very involved in the Browns offense. Um, and he's used primarily, not primarily, but pretty often as a pass catching running back. He's in on passing downs. The Chiefs have allowed the most receiving yards to running backs this year. 846 yards on the season to, to, to running backs in the air. So I'm taking Kareem Hunt over 15 and a half receiving yards. What? That line is crazy. It's pretty oh, low, right? And a half? That's yeah. really wild. And he's he runs receiver routes. Yep. He's used all over this offense. He could get that on a single play. Wow. I love that. Over yeah. 15 and a half, minus 115. And I agree with you. This game is all about how the Browns use their running backs. That's the beauty of the Kevin Stefanski offense. And it's worked pretty well in the postseason, going back to the last few years against new orleans we saw minnesota get some favorable outcome mm -hmm. that surprised a lot of people there will we see cinderella come back again this weekend i don't think so but i think the Browns <laughs> are gonna play a good game yeah i think their running backs are gonna dominate here and so i like longest rush band good little payout here nick chubb over 30 plus Ooh. 290 he has been busting them lately. Like last week, he had that long one at the end. Yeah, I could see this happening for sure. Yeah, and when the Browns are front running, it's usually capped off with a Nick Chubb long run. Like that's almost just a function of when they're at their best. So if the Browns show up and they have every reason to because they were so depleted last week, it's got to be just a breath of fresh air getting everyone back. And that being said, um, their corners are back. Denzel Ward. Kevin Johnson. And so maybe they'll have good pass coverage there. So I like for the Chiefs, Travis Kelsey over 81 and a half yards, minus 115. Okay. So yeah, I was looking at Kelsey stuff also. I think he'll have a good game. Yeah, I think so. And I've spent enough time around Browns fans this year to know how they feel about Sendejo yep. in coverage. Yeah. They aren't thrilled. I think Denzel Ward's an awesome player. And I think in there's going to be pressure from the Browns. So Mahomes will be forced to get the ball out early to his big target. Yeah. 
yeah, I mean, I could see the overhitting on any of these Chiefs, like Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, any of them. Um, yeah, I like that pick a lot. He's going to be super involved. He's, I mean, he's the, other than Tyreek, the biggest part of their offense. Yeah, and in an outdoor game where it's going to be probably vital to get a few third downs, he's the guy they go to. He's the most reliable one on the roster. So Kelsey over 81 and a half. My, my Chiefs pick is, I mean, it goes along with yours. I have Patrick Mahomes pass attempts over 39 and a half and minus oh, 128. Wow. He throws the ball a lot. I mean, that's that's all it is. The Chiefs love to throw the ball. They have the best quarterback in the NFL. They're going to let him throw the ball. In the regular season, he only had five games with less than 40 pass attempts. He throws all the time. And all those were in pretty big wins. So if you expect this game to stay within the number of 10, He'll probably throw the ball a lot. And the Browns, this is a weird stat, but teams passed on the Browns 582 times this year, which is eighth most in the NFL for whatever reason. I think it's because their pass defense is kind of bad and they know they can exploit that. Um, and then on the, on the other hand, the Browns rush defense allowed the eighth fewest rushing yards. So also the, the Chiefs running backs right now, it's a Clyde, it's Clyde Edwards Hilaire who is coming off an injury who has not been good since like week four. It's Le'Veon Bell, who looks okay. So I think they'll use their Tyreek Hill, their Travis Kelsey, McCole Hardman. They're really, really like unstoppable players. Yeah, and I love it. As we've gone through the whole season, we learn more about what lines actually have a fair bit of value in them. And attempts seems like the easiest one to forecast of any statistic. You could just right. look at the play calling like we liked Roethlisberger over attempts last week and he threw for 500 yards. Yeah. So yeah, it's easy to forecast. And my only worry here is the effectiveness of the Cleveland running game. Again, it could just be a lot of clock run from that play calling. Yeah. Could be. I just think, yeah, if the Browns are down, they're going to have to throw it at some point. So you yeah. can't run it out the whole time. Yeah, so my favorite one for this game is probably the Kareem Hunt receiving over. And what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, that was the one that really jumped out to me just because it's so low. I know he doesn't really average a ton of receiving yards per game, but in this specific game with like the story behind it, with the Chiefs defense being the way it is, it just seems like also I shouldn't, I mean, you can't really trust me. Last week I said that JD McKissick would definitely have six catches <laughs> he had four but it wasn't alex smith so you can't blame me for that but this yeah. is another one of those where i'm like yeah this feels great and then it'll probably flop but yeah. no it'll, it'll hit it'll hit for sure yeah this one <laughs> sure. I mean, it's kareem on in the past game they're going to use him against his own team he's been giving them all the insights during practice week which they were allowed to have this week so more reason to take the browns there yeah and all the head coach yeah do you think the the browns showing up do you think that's going to change the way NFL teams think about rest and practice it, leading up to these playoff games? It should. It's like, it seems like this happened with the Titans earlier this year too, where they couldn't practice all week and then they showed up and they won. Like how important is it really to be practicing? If you can just like have these meetings online, have the players like go through the playbook with the coaches online, they feel they're rested for the game. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if this changes the way NFL teams practice in the future. 
Yeah, and um, hopefully we won't get more data to study yeah. coming seasons. The trend ends this season. That's it. Maybe there won't be another way. Hopefully you can't take advantage of that one moving forward. That's the crazy thing about betting this year is you kind of have to wait until 30 minutes before the game starts if you want like a perfectly accurate line. Because someone can get COVID on Friday. Someone can get COVID tomorrow. Like, knock on wood, Patrick Mahomes could get COVID tomorrow. Yeah, and that you, line shifts dramatically if that happens. Yeah, and you could even get COVID and not be able to afford to bet on the game. So it's a two-way street. Yeah, exactly. You could lose in, your job. Yeah. And that's why I liked it. I did the Bama wager because it forced me to wait to bet because it's all kind of depending on the Packers' outcome. So I can't do any rash decision. <laughs> Sleepwalking to eat my almonds at 3.30 a.m. on Tuesday morning. Yeah. And it's going to be great when I get to watch the Rams play first game of the weekend and then don't have to worry about it again for the rest of the – I can just enjoy the rest of the game instead of freaking out the whole yeah. weekend about what's going to happen. Yeah, and even if things don't go your way, you embarrassed Russell Wilson on the road in a playoff game. That's yeah. a pretty good season. Absolutely. I mean, coming into this year, I said the Rams are going to go 9-7 and seven and miss the playoffs. So they already, they've already done better than I thought. Yeah, congratulations, Rams fans. Yeah. That's to Pasadena. Those are our boys. And while, <laughs> we're, on, while we're on the Browns game, uh, one prop I like just for, you know, I think he shows up this game. Jarvis Landry, plus 200 anytime touchdown. You know, I like the player. I like the hands. I think he shows up here. He killed it last week, too. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of the heart and soul of this Cleveland team. He's just such a perfect football player, and I love everything he brings to the table. It's kind of weird that like he was the first piece that Cleveland brought in. Um that was like meant to like change the culture of the football team. And he's done that. Yeah, he absolutely does. And I think he's one of the more slept on receivers in the NFL. Cause like having a guy who can get you seven yards anytime he wants, you yeah. can build an offense around that. And they similar to how Buffalo surrounded Josh Allen with the right tools. They kind of have the right tools around Nick Chubb. So yeah, man, imagine this team with Odell Beckham. Yeah, imagine him as the fourth option on this offense. <laughs> the best chance to win. I got I'm gonna write my PhD dissertation on why stud receivers never help you win. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, okay. Beware if you pick Jamar Chase early. So <laughs> let's go to the last game of the weekend. This is a weird one, right? Yes, it is. This get this line gives me the creeps because the last time these two teams played according to all the advanced stats it was the most lopsided game <laughs> of the nfl season it was a it was a bloodbath yeah and we're talking saints at bucks and given bucks that saints. i'm sorry bucks it makes it even worse yeah so given how lopsided the last game was given that new orleans is 2-0 and against tampa bay this year what do you think the line would be there steve uh, you know, probably like Saints minus four and a half or something. I wish it was because I'm taking the Bucks either way. <laughs> yeah, I, which just, is so dumb, but I think they're at minus three or plus three now. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Bucks at plus three, I which have, is a mistake. Already, I already know it's a mistake. 
yeah, I do not know what's going on in this line. I saw the Saints manhandle this team twice. (laughs) And just because of the line, just because of the price offered by a sports book, I'm able to disregard 120 minutes of. Yeah, (laughs) they know something we don't, obviously. Yeah, so that's a crazy one. The quarterbacks are old as hell. Weather won't be a factor. So what do you like in this one? I Here's the thing. Tom Brady is hes known as the greatest of all time because of how good he is in the playoffs. Um, I didn't take any Tom Brady props, but I am taking Mike Evans anytime touchdown plus 145. I think he has on the Bucks the highest chance of scoring a touchdown, a passing touchdown. And with Ronald Jones being like still kind of injured, Leonard Fournette not being a great running back, they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. They're also probably going to be in a close game, possibly down. So they're going to be throwing it. Evans had nine touchdown catches from inside the red zone this season. That's the fourth most in the league. He had 13 touchdowns just all together this season, which is a career high for him. He's huge. He's an enormous man. They're going to use him in the red zone. He's feeling 100%. He just came out and said today that his injury, he's feeling good. Um, And yeah, you're getting decent juice on this, plus 145 from just a score touchdown. Plus, they never use Chris Godwin in the red zone anyway. So you know all those first reads are going straight to Mike Evans. Oh yeah, you're going to see some fades in the corner to Evans. Yeah, I like this pick. Mike Evans is kind of the heartbeat of this team, and they he's a great red zone option. They've been going a little bit to Antonio Brown down there, so I was eyeing that. But I, I'm going to support this here. It's it's a it's a heavyweight bout. Yeah, Mike Evans is going to be there. Tom Brady's going to be going to him. Um, yeah, I love this. Yeah, this is a weird game though. <laughs> so weird. Um, all bets are off. I might tease the Bucks with the Browns in the previous game. Get the Browns to 16, get the Bucks to plus nine. Yeah. And yeah, there's gonna be a lot of teasing this week. <laughs> okay, so this line moved from the time I wrote it down last night to when I emailed it to oh, Sam wow. this morning. It's kind of a combo line, and it's a QB line total double. I have it's a parlay of Brady by over 33 and a half yards over Breeze and the total for them both to be over 583. That's the part that might not hit. I can see Brady scorching Breeze. 583 would be you need Brady you need yeah, you need Brady to throw for like what 310 and Breeze to throw for like 275. Yeah. Is that the math? And I'm not worried about the Brady outpacing Breeze element because other people throw the ball in the Saints offense. I feel good about that. (laughs) But Brady has been on a tear. They're throwing the ball like aggressively downfield. No matter how this game goes, I see Tom Brady getting over 300 yards. And I like this particular bet because it pays out plus 300. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So there's good odds on this one. So this being such a weird game, I pick some weirder props normal. This week. I like that. I was looking at Brady stuff at Brady props. The last two times he played the saints this year, I think he only threw for like average of like 250 yards per game. It's just a weird 
like divisional games also are just very bizarre. Like the way that Ram Seahawks game played out last week. It's like, what was that? So yeah, but that's a fun one. And the fact that that Jews is plus 300 can't go wrong. No, I love it. So I guess that'll be my Saints bet because my other bet is for Buccaneers. So I guess do your Saints bet if you All will. Right. This is pretty chalk. Like this is pretty much, I think this is going to be a pretty public bet. Michael Thomas over six and a half receptions. They're going to use there. He's back. Like he's healthy. We saw this week he was catching some balls. I think they're going to use him a lot more this week. Um, it's going to be a high scoring game. According to Vegas, Drew Brees is going to have to pass the ball. I know that they have had a lot of luck running bucks. Rush defense is very good. And yeah, it's, it's, sometimes easy to forget when players come back from a long injury or had weird seasons that like Michael Thomas is arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL. Like at the beginning of the year, he was the odds on favorite for most receptions, most receiving yards. Like he was like a potential offensive player of the year candidate. He just had a really weird injury stricken season. So now that he's healthy, getting him at a number at six and a half for receptions. I like it. Yeah, and you have to love it because you saw them kind of wait on him during the end of the regular season, and they really incorporated him last week. He was awesome against the Bears. I think he has a slightly easier cornerback matchup this week. And, yeah, we need Michael Thomas in this game before the Saints. Yeah. They have so much at stake right here. The the Bucs kind of – they don't have much – to play for the saints. It's just like after blowing so many postseason games in the postseason, (laughs) I mean, you gotta be cursed. Yeah. Yeah. Very true, man. Remember when the Rams allegedly had a pass interference call against them? No, they didn't. The refs didn't call it. And you went to the super bowl and you got to walk out alone, but safely. (laughs) Also another stat that supports this. This is another weird stat that I found. The Bucks have allowed the fifth most receptions to wide receivers this season. They give up a lot of receptions. Yeah, and they're they're not their pass defense isn't ranked in the top half of the NFL. Maybe that's because they're playing from in front a lot of time. Right. There's no garbage time. But if we're gonna support Mike Evans, we might as well just stick with our story. The stud receivers are showing up and back Michael Thomas here. Yeah, all this leads me to believe that this game will go over. So maybe I'll take the over instead of blindly taking the bucks at plus three. I mean, the over the handle splits on the over under this week are wild. Is it all over on every game? Basically, yeah, people are pounding the overs across the board. Yep. Except maybe the Rams game. People are are smart enough to stay away there. Yeah. And okay, Sam, I got one more wager here. Then you can come ahead with that. So mine is for the Bucks away team first touchdown score. Leonard Fournette plus 340. <laughs> okay. Do you know if Ronald Jones is back? Um, here's the deal. It's not related to Ronald Jones. It's related to how you motivate groups of people in human perception. <laughs> so we saw the Saints dismantle the Bucks in week one. We saw them take just run up early and take the running game out of it on a Sunday night football game. What's the one thing the Bucks can do that's different this week? It's pounding Leonard Fournette. Last week they showed me they were willing to do it. So if you need it to be different than the last two times you played these guys, 
use the thing that's different. Leonard Fournette first touchdown sets the tone for the Bucks changing the outcome. <laughs> Great. And um, so let's go through the games. What are the plays for the weekend? Oh boy. Start with your Rams. I know. I kind of just want to do the under for them. Do you know where that's at right now? The under for the Rams right now is 46, 45 and a half. That's not quite high enough for right now. It's not high enough. God. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to put money on the Packers money line as an emotional hedge. So that'll be my pick for that game. And I know that'll be minus 300. So it's not great advice, but that's exactly what I'm doing. That's a great plan for this. I'm going to be hedging with the Rams there and call me crazy. I like a, this seems wild. I like a tease of the underdog and the under in every single game. I I was just thinking that too. Yeah. Especially this game. Yeah. This is the one I like the, yeah, it's just, there's underdogs have been running rampant in this postseason. Maybe we see corrections, but just seeing the, the handle getting hammered on the over like it is. I think unders in a January slate is the way to go. And again, um, yeah, under and the underdog. That's absolutely. I should tease all four of those. Yeah. And I just have a feeling that Baltimore will win. I think that's a great game. You might as well flip a coin. So (laughs) don't make that your best, your biggest bet of the weekend because, you know, these are two very talented teams. They deserve to be here. And I just think Baltimore is a little bit more ready in season for this opportunity. Yeah. I'd probably buy half a point there to get that up to plus three, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, the bills, the bills kind of surprised me last week with how inefficiently they're running their offense. Um, And against the Ravens defense now, that's like really, really good. This will be an interesting game. It'll be an interesting game, but, it's snowy weather. Don't you think Lamar Jackson in snow, even though he's never seen it. Yeah. He he was very candid about how little he's played in snow. Yeah. That, that gives me pause. I was hoping that statement would move the line, (laughs) but you know, it turns out the only people thing people are disturbed by with snow is that weird KFC commercial that they air too much during games. (laughs) That thing is traumatizing. So yeah, I I like the Ravens there and then really like the Browns on Sunday afternoon. Yep. Those 10 points, 10 points is so many for a playoff game. So many, especially when you have got great running backs involved. I've said that 10 times this show, but it's true. Yep. And then (laughs) Saints, Buccaneers, uh, see if you can find a prop bet for an old guy to win Super Bowl MVP. (laughs) Um, yeah, can't wait to hear the announcers talk about how old the quarterbacks are. The yeah. whole game. Yeah, it's going to be a wild weekend. And we're going to be back for it next weekend, going through props for the championship games. I can't wait. I can't wait. All right. Well, thank you for coming on, Steve. It's been a blast hanging out with you all season. And I learned so much talking pigskin with you every single week. Heck yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. This is always the best part of the week. And we've been really good. So let's hope that trend continues. 
Yeah, we brought the name Mo Alley Cox to the nation's ears, and now we're bringing Leonard Fournette first away team touchdown. <laughs> it's a blast. We have fun here, and I will be back maybe Monday morning picking some NBA games for the MLK holiday. I've got a medical procedure at noon, so I'll be a little bit weird. And then, you know, doing the NBA games every day has been a lot of fun. And then walk on with Brian next Wednesday. Very nice. Enjoy the games. Check out the Props Network. We are Gambler's best friend. So for everyone here, this is Joel Wachowski walking off.